my people. Don't treat them like that. Don't respond like that. Get it back together. Come back again. Work it. But God, do it again. Do it again. You don't want to say you know me. You know you want to say you bear my name. Hallelujah. Walk in what you say you got. Hallelujah. Thank you. So, thank you, God. I want to set the tone. As I know, we have already had it set because we're under a, an anointed teacher. But when you sit and hear the word of God, what actually begins to happen is the Holy Ghost begins to work in you to conform you to the God. And so while you're sitting and the word is going forth, either by hearing or reading, the blood of Jesus is cleansing you as well because you're in a fellowship with the saints. So I'm understanding that there's power in the word of God. And the very fact that you're here, God is going to do something different and new in your life as of today. Hallelujah. Because I'm not talking about you or what you're doing. I'm talking about you just so happen to pull yourself out of bed and come and sit under the word of God. Hallelujah. So that there is power in the word of God. There's power. There's authority. There's work that be, that's done that you don't even see or know, right? So, I'm excited. When hearing this message, I'm going to really try to give it to you and hurry up, right? But when hearing this message, I want you to give someone to pick the story for you. Keep your family and your lineage in mind. Think about your grandfather, your grandmother. Think about everybody that may have been saved before you. Um, think about those that are saved after you, but in your lineage, right? Keep that in mind. Think back. My grandmother did not surrender to God in the way that I thought she should have. It doesn't mean, you know, that was between her and the Lord. But she did wear the mandate of a prophetess over her life. So I was very unchurched because my mother didn't go to church until I got older. But anyway, my grandmother would always say, this is the little secretary. And I would hear it because I would always be writing. But I would hear her and I wouldn't think anything of it. She was like, this is the little secretary. So as I got older, I started going to business, high school. I like to administrate and put stuff together. Finally, in my 30s, I said, oh my God. She had already declared over my life what I would be. That was so important. It was so important. So in my natural life, it also followed the spiritual gift that I had. Okay. Who can you trace back that believe God right? Now I want you to do this. Keep in, keep in mind your lineage. Think about God's promises. Apparently, God, somebody in your lineage, if you're sitting here today and you've accepted Christ, somebody in your lineage was a part of the promise that God made. Somebody was a part of the promise that God had made. And it had nothing almost to do with you. Because the promise was not predicated on you. It was predicated on God's plan for mankind. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! I know it's Mother's Day, but it all started with a man and woman. And it will end with a man and woman. The bride of Christ. The church. That's why it's so important for you to let God reveal and transform your mind. Because it's not about what you got. It's not about who you know. It's not about what you have attained. It's about you got to be battle ready. Because a battle is coming. A battle is coming. And if you're not ready spiritually for the battle, if you can't endure what's going on in here, you cannot endure what God is going to release upon the earth. You won't be able to stand. Because you're getting tripped up at every little thing that goes on around you. You're not enduring. You're not sharpening yourself in the world and the word of God. You're too concerned with the cares of this life. So God's promise started with a man and woman. is going to end with a man and woman. Remember your lineage. Hallelujah. Yes. So listen. It started with the deception of Eve. The in-between between woman and the serpent. I know y'all know the story, but just follow me. I promise you I'm going somewhere. Even though it's Mother's Day, I don't, and I celebrate women, and I celebrate mothers because I am a woman, and I'm a mother. 
But I am not into this radical feminism where we are, it's a setup to the masculine me. All right. That's not what I'm into. Hallelujah. Because that's not God's order. So I stand for God's order, which is kingdom account, which is kingdom order. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We are women. We are helpers. Our gender roles as women are specific and majorly necessary. We were named by what? Man. So before you, you can't try to usurp the authority of a man, remember, man named you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We were taken out of man. We made a shelter into a home. We are the glue of the family. We are creative, nurturing, caring, multi-talented, and multi-task. We are strong. But we are not the head of the family. For the promise to Abraham and his offspring that he would be heir of the world did not 
For if it is the adherents of the law who are to be the heirs, faith is no, and the promise is void. For the law brings wrath, but where there is no law, there is transgression. That is why it depends on faith, in order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all his offspring, not only to the adherent of the law, but also to the one who shares the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, verse 17, I have made you the father of many nations in the presence of, the, of God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and calls existence to things that do not exist. In hope, he believed against hope that he should become the father of many nations. As he had been told, what is God telling you? Hallelujah. So that your offspring be, he did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body, which was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old, or when he considered the bitterness of Sarah's womb. No unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God. Fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. That is why his faith was counted to him as righteousness. Sermon title. About this time next year, woman of God, God is going to do great and exceeding things for you. Hallelujah. The sermon title is about this time next year. Why was it counted to him as righteousness? Whose promise was this? Was it Abraham's or was it God's? Who did God use? Was, it, was he the first righteous one? What's the connection? Why am I included in this? Why am I here today on Mother's Day hearing this? What, what, do, what do I have to do with it? You might say. How does this relate to women today? Let's go back. Now walk with me, y'all. Please walk with me. Help me, Jesus. Enoch was a direct descendant of Enosh. I'm going back. I'm showing you the promise. I'm talking about the lineage. Remember I said remember the lineage? Enoch was the direct descendant of Enosh. Enosh was Seth's son, born in a time when people began to call on the name of the Lord. Some of your children are being called, are being born because God is going to raise them up for such a time that is coming for their generation. I'm telling you. Watch the lineage. He said, Seth was born in a time when people began to, began to call on the name of the Lord. Genesis 4 and 26. Guess who Seth was? Whatever you're going through, whatever you're doing, that ain't, that ain't got nothing to do with God. God can change all that. Seth was the replacement son for Abel to Cain. Yes. I'm 
contracts be worth that belongs to you. It belongs to you. It belongs to Jesus, so it belongs to you. And so if the Father was determined to give you rest, then you can have a say But then you back in. Why? Because the Spirit of God is, is, is uh, the enemy is, is conflicted with the Spirit of God. So he's trying to prevent the promise from everything. That's why you gotta do it before you come in here. You gotta battle ready. You gotta already get a word before you come in here. Thank God for the man of God to deliver the word, but you gotta be before the presence of God so you can be suited and armored up with what? The helmet of salvation. The helmet of salvation. The breastplate of righteousness. The belt of truth. The sword of the spirit. Hallelujah. The shield of faith. Your feet shod with the preparation of what? The gospel of peace. Hallelujah. Or was this God? 
You see, like, okay, God, if you see, okay, so you just still scary alone. You know, really putting a deep, deep thought into it, but you just belong. So I feel like God was just watching me. He was like, let me tell you what I'm gonna do. So they adopted me the first time, and I'm like, okay, he didn't say nothing. Second time, okay, he didn't say nothing. Third time, God speaks of the promise after he separates you wrong. There are some things in people you have to separate from. God will require you to do it. And it's not always something wrong with them or you. It's just if you surrender to daddy God, it's his will. He does whatever he wants to do. I don't know what kind of daddy y'all have, but my daddy didn't do everything I wanted him to do. When I wanted him to do it. He just did not. So sometimes, so after Lot separated from Abram, God spoke to him again. The fourth time God speaks, but he speaks to Abram in a vision, right? Think about everything God has spoken to you that you feel God has said. But I want to place this foremost in your mind that you will call for salvation. God speaks, but he spoke to Abraham in a vision. Genesis chapter 15. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Fear not, Abram, I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. And Abram said, oh Lord. So this is finally the time Abram begins to dialogue back with God concerning the promise. See, God don't want you to come to him faith. He just don't. You need to tell God everything. You need to cry out to daddy about everything. He cares about everything that concerns you. He said, oh Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless. And the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abraham said, behold, you have given me no offspring. And a member of my household will be my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. This man shall not be your heir. So it's almost like Abel was feeling a certain kind of way because God was speaking of something that was impossible. He's like, you said, if you're going to make me a father of many nations and sons and kings will come for me. I ain't even got no kids. I'm too old in my body. Yeah. Go and build. If you go and build, God said, if you go, I'll build it. I don't even know nobody in here to detect it. I don't know nobody. What? I don't know nobody. What are you talking about, God? God says, start the business. I'm talking about to you guys. God says, start the business. You're like, I don't even have no money. I need to go to school for businesses. God knows what he's doing. So I believe that Abram had a heart matter that he had to finally open up and dialogue to dad back with it. He said, no, I understand what you're saying, but this man shall not be your heir. Your very own son shall be your heir. And he brought him outside and said, look toward the heaven and the number of the stars. If you are able to number them, then he said to him, so shall your offspring would be. But Abel said, God, I'm struggling. I'm really struggling with this. I want to believe you, God, and I have had my unbelief. Have any of you ever told God that, like, Lord, help my unbelief? I gotta be honest with you, Dad. Help my unbelief. I can't see this. Help me to believe you, God. Maybe I don't need more faith, but just strengthen the faith that I have now. So he said, verse 6 and 7 is so powerful. And in the midst of all of that, and he believed the Lord, and he counted it to him as what? Righteousness. Verse 7, he said to him, I am the Lord. I am the Lord. Everything that you think I am, I am that I am. I am the Lord who brought you out of the land of Ur, challenges to give you this land to possess it. There are some promises of God about this time next year that God is going to release that you ain't got
Woo, Jesus, hallelujah. See, when you got a real relationship with Jesus, ain't nobody got to pump you up right now. Shall call his name Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him as an everlasting. 
offspring after him. Listen, hallelujah. As for Ishmael, he said, don't even worry about Ishmael. Even though he's not the promise, he came from you. So I'm still going to what? Bless him. Hallelujah. Listen, you said, but I will establish my covenant with Isaac, whom Sarah shall bear to you. And the scripture said, at this time next year, is a prophetic in your life. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Genesis 18 and 14. The last time God spoke, he spoke to the visitors. To Sarah. Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you. About this time next year, Sarah shall have a son. I'm almost done. I'm going back to the beginning. Romans 4 23. But the words
Jesus and they will walk in the prophetic call in the office. They will come out of fear. We break fear off of them in the name of Jesus. Jesus. I declare with you every financial thing that you saw. 